Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boo Boo Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rick Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. I'm Rocket Sita Lamera, David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. Do it. Support Ollie, support Luke, support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Because we talk about wrestling, and I like it. Support Russell Talk. You don't subscribe. Support Russell Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Russell Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Lou Gowen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Are you feeling better? I mean, I'm feeling not really. I do, and I've made manners worse Uh-oh. because when I get in a little a little funk, I go all in. Mm-hmm. I push all my chips into the center of the table and then eat the chips. Yes. So I'm not eating healthy. I just, you, I you just stayed had a very in bed. salty halloumi wrap. Yeah, stayed in bed for ages this morning, just moping around. The most I could do last night was clean the kitchen surface. That was it. It was the lowest effort thing in the <laughs> house. There's washing that needs to be done. Did you at least do it well? No, it was very half fast. Oh. I just had a flannel in my hand and just went, Ugh. <laughs> and just dropped it onto a corner. Went, oh, okay, well, that's done. So yeah. that and I wasn't even, I, I wasn't ill enough to stop me from doing the chores, but I just couldn't be bothered because I'm grumpy. I suppose that also answers my question then of, do you have any plans for the weekend? Well, excitingly, mm. my lady partner's out on Saturday evening. Uh-oh. Someone's got the house all to themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to light a few candles. I'm going to lube up with the baby oil. And play that Star Wars game that me and Simon just played. Yeah. You, oh, my God. You were playing that this morning. <coughs> so, uh, peeling back the curtain somewhat, Simon and I were chatting yesterday and we thought, oh, do you know what? We should definitely do the new Star Wars game because Pete's um, streaming a very nerdy game that no one cares about called Pokemon. Never even heard of hey, it. Man. 
and he's like spending all day doing that. So me and Simon said, look, we've got to do something cool. Like we, the channel's got to have something cool going on. Otherwise, people are going to peg us as nerds. So Yeah, and luckily, you, the heat was taken off of that when you reacted really favorably towards the new Sonic trailer. Exactly. People saw that and go, this is the coolest channel the in cool- the world. This channel is full of cool kids, yeah. right? So we thought we'd better play that Star Wars game for all the cool kids. And um, then this, this morning, Simon texts being like, hey, Luke, are we still going to play the Star Wars game uh, in the morning? Ollie Davis' instant response was, nope, Luke is busy. I'll play it instead. I thought I was <laughs> helping you out because you were busy. <laughs> you were because I didn't have time to do it. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, oh, man, I want yeah. to play the Star Wars game. Yeah, I mean, I did have stuff to do. <laughs> oh, you did have to watch you know, Survivor Series 1997. Oh, that is so tough. For, for our Patreon podcast. <clears throat> I hope the Patreon, the Pledgehammers, know how difficult it is for us to watch anything well, not anything, that's unfair, but old, old shows. Well, here's the thing. It's not a case of watching old shows. It's just that I think a lot of people have forgotten that if it's not the main event, the undercard is usually horrible. Mm. And Survivor Series 1997 is no exception, where the first three matches are horrible. It does raise an interesting question about maybe WWE have got it right. Maybe pay-per-views should open with a big-time match, have a few rubbish ones, and then have the rest of the big-time matches escalate until the end with a toilet break mm-hmm. before the main event. Because to see the flip version is not is 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 not working for me as a 2019 viewer watching it back. Yes, it, it yeah, it's it's not the greatest opening three matches to a pay-per-view. I'm sure it's going to get better, though. It's, it's a short pay-per-view at the very least. It's like two hours, 45 <laughs> minutes, so it should be a fair, a fair enough breeze. But that's a big five as well. Yeah, and it's like that. F- I've, so I've only watched an hour of the show so far, and it, it's taken me four days to watch that first hour. Um, but anyway, but you've played the new Star Wars game, so how, you, how did you oh, find it? Well, because my lady partner's out tomorrow, I was like, well, that is. I'm just going to get Pokemon... And I'm going to play it all evening because I love Pokemon. I do think it's cool. <laughs> and I was really looking forward to it. However, I have been watching Michelle and Pete stream that on Twitch all this morning. And I've been enjoying it. I've been like, oh, I can't wait to, to play this. I'm really looking forward to it. Then me and Simon just played the first 45 minutes of Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, my God. <laughs> <coughs> it's so much better. Yeah. It's really fun. It's diving into the Star Wars universe in a very sort of interesting way. You're 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 a scrapper at the start. You know, I won't t- tell you the spoilers that come afterwards. Mm. But you are after the events of Episode Three. There's just this scrapyard full of loads of star destroyers. Wow! And they they find a rebel ship on there. After Episode Three, yeah, star destroyers. Maybe they're being made. Then you're right. Because that, that's very much an Empire thing, as opposed to... So it's five years after the events of Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Sith. Sith. Okay. Um, so maybe they're being made, but they are deconstructing a lot. Of, maybe they're not... They look like Star Destroyers. Mm. There's a lot of at-ats. But at-ats that, are that's, in, Again, that's an Empire thing that's way later in sort of like <coughs> the Empire's sort of reign. Yeah. Because like all the stuff that's in... That the, the, the baddies had in... 
um, the the original trilogy. Or sorry, sorry, the 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 prequel trilogy. It's all very sort of new technology, and it doesn't feel like the attacks yeah. that you would get uh, when it comes to the Empire. Well, you have all the versions of the stormtroopers so far as well. So standard stormtroopers, snow troopers, sand. Well, the the one. Well, this feels like they've made quite an error here. Like this feels like it's set after Return of the Jedi, not Revenge of the Sith. Maybe, maybe it's just shortly before Rogue One. I'll tell you what, I'm going on to Wikipedia. Maybe it's shortly before Rogue One. I'm sure this is threading conversation. Do you want to? But it's. I, I cannot recommend the first 45 minutes of that game enough. It's a wonderful mixture of world building, character work. The characters are really good. The voice acting. No, you're really right. Good. It's set after uh, Revenge of the Sith. Well, the, the Empire really got off the ground quick. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's evil for you. They're, they're great at logistics. The good, the good guys, they just want to sit around, have a little drum circle. Yeah, after attempting a, to salvage a Venta-class Star Destroyer <laughs> above a Sarlacc pit... Uh, an accident nearby. Bada, 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 so bada, it was bada. a sarlacc. I, I, we were theorising it was a sarlacc. Oh, but it was well, massive. I mean, according to Wikipedia, it's a yes, sarlacc. Yes, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. well, there you go. So that's what your weekend's going to comprise of, basically. Are you going to play it? Uh, I actually do want to play it. Now Now that it's out and the reviews have been very good for it and you and Simon were raving about it. Eight out of ten on IGN. I do, well... <laughs> mean anything these days literally is though yeah i am um, i do want to play it however i'm not sure when i'll ever have the time well like you... i still haven't i still haven't finished spider-man yeah that's what i was gonna point out i got i bought resident evil 2 on the day of release and i probably played it for about an hour and that game came out in january i wish there was a handheld version of this. Well, that's what because the Switch is, Because then you is, could right? play it on the you could play it on the tube to and from work. But I work on the tube. Even on the way back. Well, yes, because I've got my hashtag other projects that, oh, I, yeah. that I like to work Ugh. on. Well. Yeah, maybe it sounds like you don't have the time. I'll tell you all about okay. it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. What about um, your plans? Um, so my wife and I are going to be going back to, uh, well, I'm going to my in-laws because her nan is around. So we're going to go see her nan and granddad. Um, and then I don't think we've got much planned for the Sunday. It's probably a lot of sitting around relaxing. Um, and my wife starts a new job next week, so probably some prep for that. Ooh. And I'm going to do a, a lot, lot of, of meal prep. Well, I, I'm big into my meal prep at the moment. Mm. So uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've, uh, I've got a new new favorite lunch that I've been bringing in this week. Is it Japanese based? It is. Uh, I'm basically I'm making Hot my noodles. Own, I'm making my own ramen mm. um, uh, to eat while I'm at work. Uh, in my lunch breaks. Ra ramen. Ra ramen, exactly. And um, uh, so I've been enjoying making that. And like, you know, so I'm, I'm going to spend some of my Sunday prepping my tofu to bring in the week, um, spiralizing my carrots, uh, chopping up my, my cabbage oh, and things I like that. You. <laughs> Why? No, no, that's good. That's good prep. We, uh, we bought a load of Tupperware from Ikea on Monday for the exact same reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Tupperware that can go in the freezer. Yeah, it can go straight into the oven after that. I'm not sure I'm going to test that idea. An oven? Well, we haven't got an oven here. Well, I can no, I can take it out of the freezer well, take at it home. Up, well, yeah, but bring an oven to work. You can't yeah. do that, mate. We need a little fridge. Because <laughs> what, we, what we've got an abundance of, Luke, is space. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Especially since we got that uh, water 
purifier hey, that's in the office, leave which is that alone. tiny. It's upwardly big. It's, it's <laughs> it not is. spreading itself over the entire desk. It's just, you know, it's a skyscraper of water coolers. I, you, water you put it filters. there so that when he does, you know, dare to show his face in the office, you don't have to look at Randy anymore. Yeah, that, that is a. I, in fact, because it is stainless steel, I just see me looking back <laughs> at me. So actually, when you're looking at the office, you're either looking at me, which is partially blocked because my Mac's in the way, and yourself. Apparently, that's what the YouTubers want. <laughs> that's what the YouTube comment section want. Me and you on every show, regardless of whether we have lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into uh, the main portion, I'm just going to uh, quickly read out this uh, Russo focus. This comes in from uh, Jim, um, uh, who is Ollie Davis's number one hater. Jim, um, I remember him. Uh, so he's just come. Uh, this was sent um, towards the end of October. He went to a live show in Australia, Australia. Melbourne. Not Melbourne, as I uh, once accidentally called it on the Melbourne. news episode. Melbourne. Um, he <coughs> kind of runs through the show and his journey to the show, but I'm going to get to this part where he says, um, uh, this is the last <laughs> part of means, my Russo vote. That means Luke thinks it was boring. I, that's not <laughs> what I mean. It's just like we're going to get to the actual Russo vote, the meat of the sure. email. Um, uh, after the show, as I was heading home, I saw a few people waiting on the balcony-like structure around the arena's reserved VIP parking mm. lot. I shortly realized they were waiting for the wrestlers to get to their tour bus, so I decided to wait along with them. We had the pleasure of waving at most of the wrestlers. Jem does specify oh, this is more pleasure. of a Rusev maybe. Okay. Um, uh, Ali, Asuka, Carrie Sane, and Biggie were very nice to wave and smile at us the whole time, while others like Buddy Murphy, Charlotte, and Kofi Kingston didn't acknowledge us despite our best efforts. I wouldn't have expected that from Kofi. Charlotte and Murphy, sure. Murphy's Australian. Yeah, but he's angry. He's a hothead. He's just like, when am I getting my push? <laughs> yeah. But Kofi. Power of positivity, man. Wow. He has just lost the belt, though. You know, mm. he's just, he, I think he's probably just suddenly realized, oh, actually, it turns out this year has been a waste of time <laughs> and, a, and one big lie. I smell a heel turn. <laughs> Um, they were probably just tired. Brian and Rowan both gave us the slightest of nods of acknowledgement, while Sammy, Zayn, and Kofi got into a bit of an argument, and it seemed like Sammy was a bit mad that Kofi wasn't waving at us. At least that's what it looked like, as he was continually pointing at us and telling Kofi something at the same time. They ended up on separate buses. Regardless, the best moment of the night, however, was Randy Orton, as he pretended to smile and wave goodbye to us, and then proceeded to flip us off. <laughs> it was a great bit of heel work. Uh, we flipped him off as well, and I'm pretty sure somewhere uh, called him uh, the W word. Anyways, it was amazing. I would recommend anyone who is considering attending a WWE live show to definitely go. Uh, some pics are attached below so that you guys can, uh, some of the guys at the parking lot, uh, me at the show, and the merch I brought alongside the Connors Cure bracelets, which I also ended up buying to support their course. Sorry for the long email. Keep up the consistency, lad. Love you all except Ollie from Jem. Oh. Bless you. Oh, God. That's, that's two. Oh. I'm six more to an orgasm. <laughs> uh, that's great work by Randy. If Sami Zayn is anything like how I would be in that situation, I'm sure he was just pestering Kofi for the fun of it. Mm. Not that they were having an argument. Like, if you were like, I'd be like, Luke, 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 look at all the people. Wave at the bit. I'm like, man, I'm tired. Don't No, no, look at the people, Luke. I'm just trying to annoy you. And I think Sami Zayn has that sense of humor, too. Yeah, I think so as well. Anyway, let's crack on into the show itself because, holy heckins, CM Punk, WWE, sort of, return happened this week. Did it? And we're gonna, what? And we're going to talk oh about God. what's next for CM oh Punk. Here's the show.
think will happen next with CM Punk? Do you, you think he's going to make an in-ring return? <laughs> Let me finish speaking. Will he make an in-ring return? Will he just stick around as an analyst? An analyst? <laughs> Will he go elsewhere? Is this just a big swerve? That's what I hope. Yeah, I did see uh, your um, the, the video that you did on Wednesday where <laughs> Pete said, I tuned in to watch Ollie talk about it, and the first thing I saw him say was, Oh, I just wish he'd gone to AEW. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my live stream. Um, so, for those of you who aren't aware, CM Punk appeared at the end of WWE backstage on this week's episode, uh, which is like the FS1 studio show yeah. that was part of the big $1 billion five-year deal with Fox for SmackDown to move over there. Another thing was WWE are going to have this real show. Just like Talking Smack, but this time, crucially, not produced by WWE, produced by Fox. Just like all their other sports that they have, and they have breakdowns of the UFC, or the basket bats. And the base one. Yep. The base hockey. Yep, the, the football. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, they have experts in, and... While the apparently the UFC ones in the past, none, none of those formats have ever done amazingly. And by all accounts, FS1 isn't the huge channel, has the huge channel and reach that it really, I would have thought it did. Because when SmackDown was moved there, it got like less than, a well, about a third of its normal viewership, even though people were directed there for days, or weeks rather. The Fox... That the idea of WWE making a serious wrestling analyst show just kind of runs contradictory to everything that we know about WWE. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they are, and you know, sort of the wrestling world as a whole is meant to be this very closed-off thing. It's why WWE don't like Dave Meltzer. It's why they don't like Mike Johnson, although I think they like him more than they like Meltzer. But they don't like wrestling journalists. Oh, they like Ryan Satin. They do like Ryan Satin, though. Um, But, you know, they don't like wrestling journalists because they give away trade secrets. When people ask, like, why is Pritchard so mad at Meltzer on his show? It's not because Meltzer is, quote, wrong with his reporting. It's because Meltzer is right about the reporting and he's giving away trade secrets. Mm. So WWE doing a show on Fox where they're essentially giving away trade secrets, seems very counterproductive to what they usually do. Yeah, it's, and, and like this is Fox, and I'm sure in Fox's mind, just like they have done with the <laughs> Fox UFC... Fox are like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, like, the, like they've had with the UFC, apparently, where if there's a UFC MMA talk show, and there's this huge scandal, like, a, like say there was a steroid scandal in UFC, or there was a dispute about pay last year, they covered that stuff. Yes. Can you... That there has, despite WWE backstage only launching last Tuesday, it has had these one-off specials for about a month now. Would they ever touch the Saudi Arabia stuff? Well, did they touch the ACH stuff? No, no, no. So, like these- so that's what I'm saying. Like, if yeah. they're not talking about the ACH stuff, which let's, <laughs> is like the biggest news story in WWE, at least it was a couple of weeks ago, and now you know he's made this sort of public thing that he's quitting and accusing the company of, of racism. If they're not talking about that then they're just not talking about anything that's actually controversial and they're never touching, like, the Jamal Khashoggi stuff. Yes, exactly. And they'll... 
it's it's a WWE PR show. It's it's Russia State News, yeah. but it's on Fox. I'm sure if Fox had their way, they'd want it to be. They'd want it to mention AEW. They'd want all these juicy news things. But WWE are just like, no, um, the Miz has signed a five year deal. Yeah, that's the big news that we've got. Paige has signed a new five year deal. Paige, who does nothing for the company, yeah. has signed a new five year yeah, deal. She's a great manager. The, uh, the Gronk is going to choose his favourite WWF Attitude Era star. Bray Wyatt has revealed his new title design. We got just six the, for that. <laughs> no, just the same title design. It's the side plates. Yeah. Uh, so, with all that, now, this is just a long preamble, really, to say this is where CM Punk returned. He did it on this Tuesday's episode. Episode? Episode. Crucially, not the debut. And the debut episode got 49,000 viewers. Which was a disaster. That's very bad. Massive disappointment. Not even in the top 250 shows on that night. Outrageously bad. Cannot be considered anything else than an utter failure. And this is the debut episode. Yeah, sure, sometimes things find an audience and they grow over time. But usually, especially when it's attached to a pre-existing brand name as large as WWE... Yeah, I was going to say. It'll start with a big bang and then level off. Exactly. So to to if Punk was always... Because I'm sceptical that Punk was always the plan. I don't think he was. The report was this deal was only finalised days before, which implies Friday, Saturday, Sunday debuts on Tuesday. Which says to me... Ratings were very bad, so they went back. Because, according to Punk himself, he hadn't heard anything. The conversation had essentially got cold. And then it was, I think it was Fightful reported Fightful, that yeah. Fox have moved on. They're not going after CM Punk anymore. They don't want him on the show. Well, not that they don't want him on the show. They've just decided to move past that idea. And then the ratings came in, and they're very bad. They were like, do you know what, actually? I do think we can have another chat with this Phil character. Mm. Um, and we will offer him the big money deal so we can come in and do the show instead. Yeah, this... And it's like, uh, because originally the big angle for that Tuesday launch, last Tuesday's launch, was going to be Brock Lesnar quitting SmackDown, moving to Raw. And although it's all fake news, it's like, that, that is an overused term, but this is literally, we've made some news <laughs> it's, up. It's quite literally in, fake in news. Our, in our predetermined kayfabe world. Yeah. It, that's like, that's a big storyline point. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a good launch, but, you know, that had to get bumped. So if that was bumped and you're like, oh, my God, we've not got anything to launch our show with. What? But, we, but we've got Punk's debut planned for the next week. We should probably move that forward, right? No, that didn't happen. So, yeah, the reports were end of October. I Personally, I wouldn't take anything Punk says at face value. Not because I don't think he's trustworthy. I just think... He's just being worky McWorkface. Worky McWorkface. That's what wrestlers do. But Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, like, you know, he's he's proven track record, very good. Mm-hmm. So he he said that yeah, Fox executives after and after apparently being offered the role, the Wrestling Observer said, for whatever reason, Fox executives had moved on. I don't know if something ha- genuinely happened in those three weeks where WWE were like, you know what, we don't want Punk talking his real opinions on this live show. So nah, Fox, you can't have him. And Fox like, oh, God, all right then. Well, yeah, we we don't want to... We want this to be a nice five-year relationship, so sure. And then, then it, you know, the 49,000, no, we need Punk. Yeah. That's when they sign off on it. That's just me speculating. Absolutely. And it appears that he is... He's not going to be a regular on yeah. the show. Periodically. A periodic contributor to the show. So... 
maybe the maybe next week's episode will do very good numbers. I'm actually very curious to see what next week's show does. So bear in mind, this week's show did jump up. It did, I think, just under 100,000 viewers or around about that number. Yeah. So effectively, it doubled in its numbers. And you can't say that's because of CM Punk because Punk was unadvertised. He came right at the end of the show. So that wasn't people tuning in expecting to see something. That was actually the audience just doubled in size this week. Yeah. So that's actually, that's a good thing. That's a positive. So I'm very curious to see what this show does next week. Because if that show next week does... 120,000 viewers with Punk on there, you'd be like, <coughs> why don't people want to watch this show? Yeah, yeah, because maybe something, something's wrong with the format. Or, like, you see what Punk brings next week, and maybe everyone's like, oh, oh, he's really sanitized. Yeah. I know, because the, Punk always said if he was going to do this show, he, you know, he's the voice of the voiceless, you'd expect him to speak his mind and speak up on all of these WWE issues. And you've got to remember as well, because this is on FS1. I'm, just, I'm talking about sort of from a ratings perspective mm. here. The show's on FS1. When SmackDown was on FS1 for that one week, they lost everyone. Like, the entire WWE audience tuned out and did not bother going to watch that show. And they were very much pushing all week long. It's not on Fox this week. It's on FS1. They went out of their way to let the audience know it's on a different channel this week. And that audience did not bother going across to watch on a different channel. And it ended up drawing less than what AEW did yeah. that week on a much smaller network. So maybe if it had been on FS1, it's still not going to draw big numbers with CM Punk. But you've got to imagine Punk being there. The first wrestling thing that he's done on a big stage in five years is going to draw a big number. Yeah, yeah, and so it won't so much be next week, although next week's is, number is it's important. It, yeah, but it's like the, the the next time he's on, the there. next time, or when he's not on there. Yeah, you know, like what what that means for the show. So yeah, that's a good point. So what next for CM Punk? My opinion, this is my sort of educated speculation, is that that this was a rush job, <laughs> that there is no plans in WWE at the moment for Punk because this was probably something that was agreed upon and finalised on Monday. So I think, and especially him being a periodic contributor, he's not even there all the time. I think he is just going to turn up what once, twice, three times a month, and that's it. But that will plant a seed in Vince McMahon's head. That's what I was going to say, yeah, completely. For whatever reason... It's that you know, like you see it with Goldberg and I know Sting. Well, Sting, yeah, Sting is. I, I mistakenly said Sting returned to the company, but of course debuted for the de company. Debuted for the company, but people who are not welcome. I'm pretty sure that was. I, I think <coughs> it, that that was quite clear from what you were saying. Oh yeah, yeah, but you know, it was a mistake. Uh, so you've got these people who are not welcome in WWE, but for whatever reason they strike a deal with a licensee or an ex a company that's affiliated with WWE through a, like a WWE license. And that's just like, it eases the transition. It starts to thaw that frozen relationship. And Vince, like, you know, as quick as a couple of months in Goldberg's case, probably it was about a month, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Boom. Fantasy booking warfare or fantasy warfare comes to life. Mm. And, you know, the Sting one's uh, another example. Sting did the deal with 2K to be, appear in the 2K series. And then that sort of opened the door for him to go there. Ultimate Warrior yeah, uh, was yeah. a 2K deal that then got him into the company. The Terminator was... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm joking on that one. But Goldberg, you know, and things like that, Angle. And it's, you know, these are... 
it's almost like the gateway in. And I can see this being the gateway. Definitely. Punk shows up on, on backstage for a, for a bit. And all of a sudden, Vince is like, actually, you know what? Let's make him the big offer and we'll do a big WrestleMania match. Maybe it's not at next year's Pirate WrestleMania. It's a Mania 2021. You know, and it's it's we look at to the following year, or it's at SummerSlam, or it's at Survivor Series. It's one of the big pay views, and you do the big um, debut or the the big return match for CM Punk. But I can see that happening, definitely. And and that's always been like of all the things that Punk seems to be a very stubborn person. And I mean that in a quite like it's a very positive thing and it's a very negative thing at the same time. It's tripped him up a lot in his career. But the one thing he didn't achieve in WWE was main eventing WrestleMania. And that's ultimately the thing that made him, one of the things that made him quit that year when he realized that he was just going to get a match with Triple H. Triple H was like, but my entrance, dude. <laughs> I will be the main event. <laughs> uh, but he, he wanted that main event, the true main event, not the co-main event that goes on third, yeah. but the real main event. Yeah. And if they say to him, come back in i can see him swallowing his pride to tick that box that he presumably wrote a checklist of when he was 20 and if the reports are true that he turned down the big money deal from mm. aew then surely he's got to be thinking to the back of his mind <coughs> this is not just a chat show this is not just a talk show appearance i'm going to be thinking because they're going to offer me the in-ring return and i'm maybe i'll accept it yeah um, it, 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 it's certainly if you're punk it's got to be a possibility like well, not just a possibility that you're going to do it but a possibility that they're going to offer it to you yeah yeah and that's that that's one of the key things here that AEW, you know brian alvarez has reported this it wasn't just a text it wasn't just a couple of uh messages here and there punk met with tony khan tony khan made him a big money offer and you've got to expect, because when Tony Khan was first interviewed, before AEW was even announced, he said CM Punk was his number one guy. So, you, And you think about the amount of money that he's reportedly paying Chris Jericho, who's told people it's one of the best contracts I've ever been on. Jim Ross. Yeah. That that Punk deal would have been enormous. Punk, to me, always seems like someone who wasn't about the money, though. Yeah. So I don't. Bear in mind, remember that the Cold Cabana story or the, the story he tells on Cabana's podcast where he found a check for merchandise that he hadn't, they hadn't checked. And it was for like a couple of million dollars. Yeah. And he hadn't cashed it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, like he is someone who probably does not care about the money. Like, like I think he wants to, like the revival. <laughs> you know, sometimes you want to follow what makes you happy. So I don't even think this is a monetary decision for Punk. I think it probably is. I want that WrestleMania match. Or, Luke. Or. How do you really, really get back at WWE? Do you just turn up at AEW? Or do you make your return in a very limp, almost intentionally underwhelming fashion on a studio show affiliated with WWE, appear on there for a couple of months, make it seem like you're going to WWE, and then debut in AEW. I mean, the speculation station. Let, let's pull into it. Oh, let me have this. Let and and, and you know what? And it's it's. I'm. I, I think I'm past the the speculation of punk now. I. I you know. I, I. But I will have to quite talk about what we saw this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. But I feel like it's 
it's we're in a very weird situation and myself uh, i'm certainly speaking about here is that we have been joking about this now for years cm punk to wwe confirmed or cm punk return confirmed cm punk to AEW confirmed has become a running joke on this channel and it's now happened and when i think about the cm punk return the cm punk return pop the cm punk return pop that i've been waiting for for five years in my head it was not him coming out on a show that not many people are watching to polite applause from the crew that came halfway through the entrance and Paige badly acting that she surprised. Apparently she shoot didn't know. In which case she doesn't care. <laughs> and Booker, Is this a rare? And Booker T going, I knew it. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's not what you want, is it? Is this a rib? Is this real? Adam Cole doing, like, playing their guitar. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. It's, it, it is a shame, and I've seen a lot of people, because, you know, I, I brought this up in, the, in my initial reaction video, and a lot of other people have said it, and there seems to be a swell of support, like, in the opposite direction, saying, you asked for this CM Punk return forever, and now you've got it, and now you're, you're pissing and moaning. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> No one's looking at this as a good return. Yes. This, is, this is this is a terrible return. This is the CM Punk return. This is the CM Punk wrestling return. It's not the way anyone no. would have envisioned this. CM Punk returning is great. I'm all for that, you know. But I think it's just I, I, it's a binary reaction at the moment. Mm. Either it's people who are going like, God, actually, it's a bit of a limp return, isn't it? And everyone's saying like, oh, you've been asking for this for years. Now, we've been asking for CM Punk to return and we're all happy for that. But at the same time, you're looking at it like, it's not a great return though. Well, when when I, when I you know, got excited in the past about saying CM Punk return confirmed, I wasn't in my head thinking of this. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, huge pop. So, okay, let's talk about that. You know, I've done my AEW fantasy thing uh survivor series is in chicago yes it is that's in two weeks one well 10 days really from now well so this was mentioned in the office i think it was pete that mentioned that he said hey survivor series is in chicago this year and my response was if cm punk returns to survivor series i'm gonna be so mad because why didn't you just save it for then Yes. Why? Yeah. Why? Well, why fart it out on the backstage show to this limp reaction, oh. and then do then do the big Chicago mm. return where you could have had that as like the biggest surprise of all time because it was never planned. Um, well, okay, like, uh, this is just something that's happened, right, and, okay. and now Vince has seen this and he goes, "Well, he's there." That's okay. But if you're going to do it this way, if it's not. So, okay, no, I need to clarify your point then. So you're saying it's not planned from a Fox thing or from a WWE thing? Uh, either. You know, like, in, the way I think it's gone down is that this wasn't... Punk wasn't returning until Monday. Yeah, okay, and that was a Fox decision. And that was a Fox decision. He's returned, and now Vince goes... Yeah, okay. In which case, then, you, you're absolutely right on mm. that one. Yeah, but I, yeah. I do agree with you. It's like, yeah, you should have saved it for a much bigger return. A lot of people have also said... Maybe number thirty entrant in the Royal Rumble. I mean, that's the that's the better way because Survivor Series is pretty busy. You got the Chicago thing, that's great, but NXT. You yeah, know, I wouldn't. I'd kind of want unless I'd, CM Punk leads NXT to victory. I would hate that. But yeah, I wouldn't like that either because that overshadows NXT. Exactly. It's and like, you, the whole point to get NXT over. Don't. It annoys me enough that Triple H is doing it. Same. Like it, it needs to be. Adam Cole leading the charge. It needs to be Champa. It needs to be Gargano. Not. 
Daddy Trips yeah. or CM Punk because then it's not about NXT anymore. It's about Punk. But a CM Punk return, number 30 in the Royal Rumble, setting up a Brock Lesnar main event at WrestleMania. I'm Well, I, CM Punk as the number 30 entry in the Royal Rumble would be incredible. And actually, I'd much rather that than the Survivor Series thing because yes. you can have a few months of... Well, essentially, he doesn't show up at <laughs> Survivor Series, doesn't show up at TLC. All of a sudden, everyone's like, he's not making the wrestling return. And you sort of already fall off and you kind of you let get everyone into that lull of like, you know, that full sense of, you know, oh, my God. And he is making a wrestling return. Mate, number 30. No one's looking at the Royal Rumble after Punk returned to WWE backstage or debuted on WWE backstage and, and thinking anything other than it's Punk. But then and, you when got it's no, back and when it's Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? And if it, <laughs> if I'm WWE and I know that it's not Punk, I would just make it Rey Mysterio again. <laughs> you know who it will be. And this is my early prediction for number thirty in the Royal Rumble. It's Baron Corbin. That's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's time now for Dalton Castle's favourite segment on the show. It's ROH Endorsed. ROH Endorsed. Crap gimmicks. If you're new to this show, this is the segment of the show where you, the SWAF Nation, send to us your crap gimmick suggestions. And we, the bookers, nay promoters of crap gimmick wrestling, decide whether we want to sign them or not. What's a crap gimmick, you may ask? Well, we look at it as the 90s WWF style of you are a wrestler and a blank. Um, You know, you are a wrestler and a dentist. Crap gimmicks. 
It's a terrible wrestling gimmick, but it is something that could possibly get over, but it is still got to be pretty rubbish. And then we decide if we want to sign them or not. Yes. And then they get trading cards made by the fantastic Artman Lou, who's got a great Twitter account. You go check that out, Lewis Tillett's Art. So go check out that, and he's got his own patron as well. Yes, uh, and we'll have this new signing because no one's been signed for a, a while. Well, Michael Plowman got signed. Well, you know, Michael Plowman's an actual person. <laughs> Matt Taven, like the name of, and not the submission. So let's get let's get on it. We've got three, haven't we? We have got three. Although we've got some, an interesting one to start us off with because it's not a wrestler; it's a new title. Ooh. Because we've only got one title in crap gimmick wrestling so far, which is the Intercontinental Breakfast Championship. Mm-hmm. So, this comes in from Howard, who says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Chopper, Randy, Simon, and Del Fagado. I'm a huge fan and a new patron as of September. I'm proposing a championship for crap gimmicks, the Participation Championship. It's a normal title belt with normal side plates and a black strap, but the front of the belt is just says, You tried. And on the bottom it says, crap gimmick participation. There's two ways the title could potentially work. I'll leave it up to you guys. Number one, the first champion can be determined like this. After the huge championship match, the loser can shamefully be awarded the participation championship. Once a wrestler has the participation championship, they cannot have any other championship or number one contender matches until they drop the title. How do they drop the title? After another wrestler loses a championship match, the participation champion can run down and much like money in the bank, cash in and challenge the loser to a quick match, pinning them and dropping the title. Okay. Uh, so the current champ runs in the ref, they have a quick match, and the loser of the cash-in becomes the participation champion. Or the title could be awarded to losers of squash matches, and much like the first idea, they can then try and cash in to give the title to someone else and just uh, to lose another squash match. I like the idea because it gives... the. It's like everyone's trying to get rid of the title. It's a game of hot potato. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know if it would work in a, in a dramatic way. It's, yes. like, it's like a good idea, and I'm like, oh, that is a good idea. But when you think about how it would play out, uh, it, it, would, it would just become an encumbrance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, I've got to give a shout out to uh, Cameron from Milton, Ontario, Canada, <coughs> because he gave us a suggestion, which was the hoses. They, they were called Bob and Doug McKenzie. Now, Bob and Doug McKenzie is a it's a comedy duo act. It's Rick Moranis okay. uh, from Ghostbusters and you know various other things, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and everything. And it was these two Canadians. They had a, their own movie called Strange Brew, where they were these two Canadians who called each other hoses, and they got like the toques and everything. They had comedy albums, this, that, and the other. He suggested them as the gimmick and essentially ripped off the entire thing. But then, brilliantly at the end, was like, this is a comedy duo character and explains who they were. So I just had to give him a shout out for the <laughs> gore to not only rip off a gimmick, but then to admit that he ripped it off from something else. Well done. Um, so our next suggestion comes in from Ivan. Uh, his idea is the video gamer. He comes uh, to us from a digital world to escape from the terror of being used and pursues his true passion for wrestling. He wears blue tinted glasses, which gives him constant information about his opponent. His special trait that he has an LED chest, which lights red when he takes damage. He can summon fruit to regain health, which is lowered from the ceiling. Good. And when he consumes it, the chest turns green. However, his opponent can take the summoned item and use it themselves during a hardcore match he can summon a weapon to use and his chest lights up like a dance floor on his entrance i like a lot of those bits um why would why would it light up like a dance floor that's like a 70s thing just a bit of fun i guess see that's it i think you've got a really good idea here but some bits aren't fitting and the name is 
is a bit too generic. Just like the video gamer. Like, think of all the bad puns you could have had for that name. Well, that's what I was going to say, because actually, um, Ivan's <laughs> email also has, like, he kind of creates a, a, a feud for him for another character that's called the Retro, and I feel like Ivan got too dragged down into this mm. other aspect of it and lost sight of the original idea. So it almost feels like that original idea needs to be the one that's... Yeah, yeah, because I love the idea. When I heard about the... The fruit coming down from the ceiling. That's we what could, I really liked. That's we why. Could break that's that why. Up. I, exactly. That's why I put that. I wanted to add that one in here because I thought that was a really, really good idea. There could be a, a spot where he's running up a ramp, and there are these barrels rolling down. He's got to hop over them. Yeah, cracker barrels. Cracker barrels. Uh, and our last one comes in from E.P. Bell, who says my idea for crap gimmick wrestling is the Germinator. He's a wrestling janitor who is obsessed with cleanliness. He comes out wearing a face mask to defend from germs, and he only wrestles in matches without stipulations, i.e., clean matches. Right, that's good. And if, hate a dirty finish. And if the mat is too dirty, even if he's about to win, <coughs> he will take valuable time to start cleaning the mat. His finishing move is called the sanitizer, since, in his own words, it takes down 99.9% of the germs in the locker room. His manner is include wiping down the ring, making sure both he and his opponents are in pristine shape, and scrubbing down the title belt before a championship match just to make sure it's clean if he wins it. Though many of his other wrestlers may hate him because he's up in their face trying to get them to be clean, he's always reliable for a special guest referee position since he's always on the lookout for any dirty tricks. You are a tough mistress these days. Do you days. think? Do you think I'm... Why? I was signing people left, right and centre. That's what I mean. These days. You're a tough mistress these days. Maybe Dalton Castle has, <laughs> jaded, has jaded me. I, um... Well, it's just... Well, are you a fan of this gimmick? It's it's not one of my favourites. That's but it. I, but I thought you were going to have a better reaction than... <sighs> it's a bit rubbish, though. <laughs> well, it's not rubbish. That's the point. It's very clean and tidy. Mm. I, uh... Maybe it's because when I think of a janitor, I don't think of someone who's scared of germs. Yeah, okay. So I think I think at the, at the very foundation of this character, you, it's you're you're talking about something else. Well, the janitors I know from my life and stuff I've seen in films, you know, they, they were your only friends at school. Yes, yeah, the the ones that would hang out with me. Uh, They've got brooms. They haven't got, like, face masks on or anything. They're, in fact, they're quite grubby themselves. Yeah. And they've got, like, yellow fingers from all the cigarettes. I'm sorry, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it used to be like. Uh, so, but the, the, the sort of germaphobe germinator. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got the, the surgical mask thing, which, interestingly, doesn't protect. And it doesn't protect you from the outside world of germs. The reason those are a thing is to stop your germs getting onto the body you're operating on. Completely ludicrous. I don't know why they're a thing in Japan. Uh, but the... So, yeah, I just... You see what I mean? I, I hear you, yeah. I hear what you're saying. It doesn't really work for me either. I do like the video game. Sorry, gamer, EP Bell. But it's it's almost not thought out <coughs> enough. Yeah. And, I, and while I did like ideas within the participation championship, that also has some holes in it. Yeah. The video game was the closest for me. Yeah. But it needs a lot more work. So just a developmental contract for now, I'm afraid. Yes. We don't get the shake for ages. I don't get to do hando shake, huh? No, I was, I was looking forward to that again. Uh, 
Uh, right, well, let's dive into our Patreon mailbag. If you'd like to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon and leave a comment in the community section. Do not email it to me. I will just lose it. Uh, this first one comes in from The Hunter, Tyler Bailey, who says, Will you guys be live streaming uh, Impact's Hard to Kill? The main event will be Tessa Blanche vs. Sammy Callahan for the world title. I believe uh, that one has earned the live stream. Can this be a vote or something? Wow. Um... Well, it's, I'm very excited because I love Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan has been one of our favourites. Yeah, he's one of our boys. For, for years. Um, so it's difficult because when we do a live stream, that takes two of us out for a whole day in the week. So we really have to be selective of them. And unfortunately, Impact, you know, last year, maybe you could, you could have made an argument for it before AEW launched because, you know, Slammiversary... Uh, they're bound for glory. What was there was another one? They um, well this year they had um, <coughs> their the bound for glory show they did this year was great, but this year's Slammiversary and the one they had at the start of the year Homecoming was mm. absolutely Homecoming was a fantastic show. Yeah, but unfortunately, it just doesn't have the viewer interest there, so probably not. I'm afraid. Well, yeah, I mean, with Impact, it's and it's a shame that when you know, so people talk about ratings, this that, and the other, and you would you know you talked about how. Um, WWE backstage wasn't in like the top 200 shows. Impact at the moment doesn't rank. Mm. You know, it wasn't ranking when it was on pop and now it's on access, which doesn't release and it doesn't subscribe to Nielsen ratings. So it's even less out of it. We have absolutely no idea who's watching it. But if you go and buy their Twitch numbers, it's still not a massive amount. Yeah. Um, this next one comes in from Callum, who says, Yo, what's up, WrestleTalk gang? I was, I was thinking about this for AEW on who is going to be the next challenger for Chris Jericho. Ooh. I think after a lot of title matches, Dustin should challenge Jericho <coughs> uh, at a double or nothing too. What do you think about this? P.S. This question is terrible, terrible if Cody, Cody wins, wins tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, we all knew it wouldn't happen. Oh, and hashtag support WrestleTalk, he says. Thank you. Uh, well, I don't even think Scorpio Sky is going to be the next person. I think he is you reckon oh, i yeah. think it might be more down the line i think this is a company that will follow up on wins and losses and i think they, they you know giving scorpio sky that win was done for the sole intention of giving him a title shot not at a pay-per-view but in say like four weeks time oh okay yeah sorry i i agree with you i i meant like uh not now and I, I didn't i wasn't meaning like it wouldn't matter i just mean i don't it's because you hate scorpio sky week. like that's what that's what we decided sky. on from wednesday's show <laughs> i've had quite a few messages from people saying like i don't know how you kept your call during I that know. show because ollie, ollie was <laughs> out to lunch during his thing thought i argued it really well <laughs> and then your argument was it's not my favorite Erko, it's rubbish so so someone did write what i was trying to say it took me like 10 minutes to say what i was saying as well someone wrote what i was trying to say in in one sentence i was like god damn it why didn't i and it's essentially love scu but i that this this is the comment but i agree with it they are pushed like they're over as opposed to being over. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying they're not over, like super over, I mean. They're pushed like they're super over, but they're not actually super over. Yeah, which I think is fair enough. And that's where my problem was. So, of course, I'm going to say Pentagon <laughs> Jr. But should anyway. be the next... Big yeah. program for Jericho. I, I think that's a really good idea as well, actually. Uh, this one comes in from Sawyer, uh, who says, actually, we haven't talked about this. You and I haven't talked about this anyway, but um, Nick Jackson said this week that the uh, wins and loss records do get reset. Yeah. So they are going to do it as seasons. 
I like that. I really I like really that as well. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sawyer <laughs> says, which AEW championship title uh, would you like to see change hands first? And how long uh, should it take until it happens? I'm optimistic AEW will keep the top strap on Jericho for a long, yeah. long time. And they seem super high on Rio with the tag division being so stacked. I could see those titles having more frequent trade-offs, but hopefully not until at least the next pay-per-view. Frequent is not a word I would use. I don't think it's going to be like changing hands three times a year. I, I, I get the impression that they're going to keep hold of titles for a while make them feel like it's a big deal when title changes happen totally as opposed to have you seen one of the matches announced for raw uh, the viking raiders defending their tag titles against kurt hawkins and zach Ryder because they won a match in munich you see aw <laughs> dark our house shows count too yeah. uh that i honestly I, feels like a rib <laughs> that does feel like a rib on aew um i agree with the tag belts probably being first yeah. to change hands uh, but I, do, I don't see it anytime soon. I tell you what, though, that could be a good... I think Christmas Day is Wednesday this year, and they're taping that in advance. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to change the titles on that show. On a tape show? On a tape show, because you the get the get, message the new, out yeah, there the news first, gets out, yeah. and people tune in to watch the, the title change. Yeah. Because actually, it's it's weird how that works, isn't it? Like even when you do a, a tape show and you announce ahead of time that a title's changed hands, you always get a bump in the ratings because people want to watch the, the title change. Yeah. yeah, it's a crazy world. Uh, Chris Thorne says, after the Kabuki Warriors effectively kicked out Paige, the cynic in me is oh saying God. that Team PCB what? will reform and face the Kabuki Warriors for the titles oh. of WrestleMania and probably win the damn thing. Like two-thirds of the way there. Well... And you're actually you're you're slightly too early because the report is it's Kabuki Warriors versus Lynch and Flair at TLC in December, and I'll be honest, that feels like that's been set up since that. I mean, that was set up before <coughs> I even left. Like they had the Kabuki yes. Warriors in the ring with Lynch and Flair, and that was when I made the joke. They're taking them serious now because Lynch and Flair are involved. Yeah. So yeah, it feels like they've been setting this up for a while now. Mm. Um, but anyway, so I've actually theorized about Becky and Charlotte teaming up for at least a month, and I think it uh, anything I couldn't think of anything worse for them. If you had to completely ruin one of your big stars, how would you do it? I'm thinking Drew reforms 3MB with Ginger and Heath, or a worse, a four-man band with Elias. AEW could make Cody Rusev 2.0 and cuck him with MJF, but Cody actually likes watching them do it. I think, but like, Drew bringing back 3MB could would have a lot of appeal. Uh, completely undermine his serious part. Uh, but he is a man who likes to be in teams. Yes. He's <laughs> he likes to be people's seconds. Yeah. Uh, but the, the stuff with Becky and Charlotte, I mean, weirdly, putting Seth and Becky together, I think is the start of all of this downward trend for Rollins. So I, th- I think, like, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? And what, like, I, I can't say why that didn't work. Because mm. it seemed like a good idea, but it completely misfired. But that I, I would say that's one of the more damaging things. Yeah, have people go on Twitter. Have have wrestlers who aren't good at Twitter tweet. Um, Abraham says, if Punk returned to the ring, do you think it would be better to have him as NXT's fifth member at Survivor Series or the number 30 in the Royal Rumble? Uh, keep in mind, if he is <coughs> NXT's fifth member, then NXT is probably winning. But if he's number 30 in the Rumble, he would probably lose. I'd rather, rather have him in the NXT team because that means NXT would win the match. Uh, thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Blake Ham's number one fan. <laughs> Abraham. Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, I think it just makes NXT about Punk and you want to get NXT over. And just having them win... It still doesn't mean NXT won. It just means that Punk won. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Th- I'd, I'd say number thirty, and then have him win though. Uh, 
Well, we didn't, because the thumbnail, I forgot to talk about this, has Bray Wyatt and Adam Cole and Seth Rollins on the front there. Uh, Seth Rollins and Bray have both sort of tweeted about Punk since his return. So I don't think anything's in the works, but, you know, they're obviously, why wouldn't they tweet that? Mm. And Adam Cole was in the ring. Just the idea of having, and Joe, Punk and Joe that close together, you know, the classic Ring of Honor feud. Exactly. Oof. I actually like the idea as well because Adam Cole currently apparently doesn't have a match for Survivor Series. The the, the latest report is that he's going to be part of the, the, the men's five on five when it's Raw v SmackDown vs NXT and he'll essentially be the, the team captain for, for NXT. Yeah. Um, which will make perfect sense <coughs> with um, him warring with everyone at War Games the night before. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. So I hate Survivor Series. Um, and... But if you had, instead of that, Adam Cole lay out an open challenge and then you have the and you do Punk versus Cole for the NXT Championship at Survivor in Series Chicago. in Chicago. And have Punk win. Have Punk lose, obviously. Well, I don't think you could do that. As a way to really put over the NXT oh, brand. I think that's terrible business. Yeah? You don't want Punk lose in his return match. But to put over... Like uh, that's, that's bringing him back to put someone over in a big, big way. You bring him back and then you have him beat loads of people and then he puts over the new guy yeah, i mean I'm, I, yeah i mean i'm not saying you're wrong saying that it's also if you want to do something i so I'd, should be pentagon jr i'd much rather them do that with cole than have him in the five on five match which storyline yes. wise doesn't yeah, make yeah. any sense craig thomas says after watching anton deck dna journey on tv it turns out that deck is related to dixie carter it's crazy that did you see it yeah well I've seen the clip i didn't because some people ask like why didn't i put it in an episode of the news and I was like, well, Ross from Cultaholic already had the best joke about it, where he said it's DNA impact. Yes. And I was like, after that, I'm like, there's no other jokes to be made. He, he's already done it. That's why we don't do proper punishments. You've got to learn that you're not going to do it better than some people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you guys did a DNA test, who do you think you'd be related to in the wrestling world? <laughs> we all know that Laurie would be related to Mark Andrews. And Zach Gibson. Yeah, and, and Eric Rowan. Yeah, anyone with a beard. Anyone with, anywhere with ginger beards, uh, Laurie's related to. Um. See, I don't know from the wrestling world, but I don't think if I was to do a DNA test, I wouldn't be surprised if I was related to Hilary Swank. Yes. Because we look exactly the same. And that's crazy. If you haven't seen... Because <laughs> you're probably thinking Luke doesn't look anything like Hilary Swank. I fancy Hilary Swank. Look at pictures of them side by side. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have the same smile as well, which I think makes it yeah, even creepier. Yeah. Um, and the same beard. Yep. <laughs> Particularly if you watch Boys Don't Cry as well, because <laughs> now we've got the same hair. I don't know him. Well, someone someone has, hairy. Someone has said it's obviously Scotty Davis. A, you share the same name. And I sure. think, and you know, you've both sported amazing mustaches this year. He, his one is much better than mine. Um, so I don't know. Who from the wrestling world uh, would I be... Is there anyone I look like in the wrestling world? Oh, uh, Muscly Luke. Oh, <laughs> the course. Irish wrestler. Yeah, of oh, course. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Muscly Luke, yeah, because mm. actually we do look very alike. Um, Safe Ashore says, is it just me or is AEW Dynamite just on another level to everything else? I was hesitant to put this in because we're still I getting know, those messages I know, about I know. you guys overly praise that company and you are too critical of WWE. Um, it has the star power and grandeur that NXT and Impact don't have. It has consistency, uh, consistency engaging storylines and fan interactions like Raw and SmackDown <coughs> don't have. And it has variety that reach like NJPW doesn't have. Since the third week of Dynamite, I haven't touched an episode of Raw or SmackDown despite having watched exclusively for the last four or five years. 
and I don't think I'll ever be able to go back. Right now, my resting consumption is this, Dynamite Live and in full, NXT either in full or highlights the next day in any standout NJPW matches mm-hmm. that get recommended. So I guess I'm asking, if you weren't forced to watch wrestling for your job, what shows would you follow? Or do you agree with my analysis of AEW or is the show that I'm missing that ticks all of these boxes as well? I think you've you've totally hit it. You're, you're on the money there. With uh, you've, it's got the st- yeah, it's got the star power and grandeur that NXT and Impact lack. I, I, maybe the star power's the wrong word because NXT definitely does have star power, but definitely the grandeur. The NXT does feel just just by being in full sale as as not a true big. alternative. Yeah, uh, and. Yeah, like the the variety and reach. And New Japan haven't got that weekly show that can just get you hooked in, I think. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, if if I did this wasn't my job, I'd watch AEW. I genuinely cannot wait for AEW mm-hmm. every week. I, I'm re- and that was the... I was brutally hungover when I got back from Amsterdam. I just wanted to go to sleep. But the first thing I did when I got home is watch Full Gear. Because yeah. I couldn't wait to see it. And I was like, you know, when you're like, oh, I want to find out what happened. And you're just about to load Twitter. No, 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 no. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And I managed to do it spoiler free. Uh, but the, and I'd watch NXT. I think I'd watch bits of NXT. Definitely watch Takeovers. Raw and SmackDown, I would just read about. I'd still keep up with everything. But I'd, I'd probably just do it through podcasts. I'd go back to exactly what I was doing before I worked here, which was I was watching NXT on a weekly basis, reading and listening to recaps of Raw and SmackDown. Yes. And now in the 2019 world, I would be watching um, <coughs> AEW on a weekly basis and Dark. And those would be like my big, that, that would be my wrestling is AEW and NXT. I mean, that's five hours of wrestling on a non-pay-per-view week. Yeah. That's enough. It's a lot. Uh, Ryan B. Bad, after watching the recent Full Gear reaction and Luke's comments about AEW's entrance music and Salty JR, I'd have to say this is the first time I really disagree with Luke's opinion, especially anything about AEW. A lot of the music is some of the better entrance music between some of the bigger wrestling companies. Cody, Jericho, Dustin, Kenny, Young, Bucks, uh, Mox, Darby, Page all have fantastic music currently in wrestling. About JR, he's always been like this. He focuses on the wrestling and especially the old school, uh, hitting, uh, old school hard-hitting stuff. I just think he comes off as salty to some because he doesn't have an over-the-top heel commentator to bounce off. Like when you compare him to Excalibur, where X uh, knows all these high-flying lucha moves, whereas Jay thinks they're unneeded risk. What's funny about this is that in that Full Gear review, I agreed with everything that Ryan said. <laughs> I said that I thought they did a better job of presenting the music, and actually the music sounds better. Yeah, because it would kind of get... It sounded like it would be... It was always it lost in the to, mix. needs to get turned in up the, by about four points. Exactly. In the first few weeks of Dynamite, it was really lost mm. in the mix. But I think now they're doing a better job of highlighting the music. Like Darby Allen's music is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think Mox has got a really cool um, sound. I love Paige's music as well. Pax's is, is wicked. Young Bucks is really fun and things like that. Um, you know, if you like Fozzie, then Jericho's music is going to be re- up your alley as well. I like, Je- I like it, that it's, song it's, as an entrance It's their theme. one good song. Yeah. You know, <laughs> my, my weekly shoot on Fozzie. Um, so, uh, yeah, and the Salty JR thing, uh, to your point, my favorite bit of commentary from JR at Full Gear was him turning his saltiness of not liking uh, his big, the big flippy moves into a character reason. He was talking about Paige, and he said, Paige doesn't need to be doing moonsaults to the floor. He's a Stan Hansen wrestler. His moveset 
benefits him being the hard hitting clotheslines mm. and stomps and, and things like that him doing moonsaults is an unnecessary risk that doesn't always pay off for him so actually he used his criticism of Paige's style of wrestling to further a storyline within the match which is all the pre- you know, is what I'd said in the review so actually we're in agreement Ryan again I, I think that's an interesting point though about uh, JR maybe JR's been this way forever but because he's alongside Tony and Excalibur, who are quite cheerily dispositioned, it makes JR seem more down on stuff than he actually is. Yeah. But when he was with King, he seemed, you know, yeah. like this level, objective person. There are times, though, where I think Salty JR is too much. There's that moment at Full Gear. I loved when, him this week. When, um, at Full Gear, when uh, Santana and Ortiz got the, um, <coughs> uh, the sock full of... Um, pool balls. Pool balls. Excalibur says, oh my God, it's a sock full of pool balls. And JR says, and I quote, how do you know that? And I'm like, just play along, JR. <laughs> Come on, mate. Um, Abnahav, uh, with CM Punk returning, everyone is already booking their dream matches with Seth Styles, McMahon, etc. But again. my dream booking for Punk is not a match, but a podcast. Ooh. What if he appears on the Stone Cold podcast and discusses about his life after he left WWE and how he came back to it? I guess this is the best way to get the uh, God dream match of Punk versus Stone Cold. What do you guys think? Uh, I... I I don't think uh, you know Punk said everything in the greatest shoot interview ever, yeah, absolutely, which yeah. is his two part uh, with Colt Cabana. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about that. But um, hearing him and Stone Cold just just shoot the breeze, I'd love to love to hear it. Well, that that was going to be my point as well. We've already had the best CM Punk podcast, mm. um, and I don't think his life since leaving wwe is as interesting as to that, us to us as that cabana um podcast would have been um so uh lastly uh we have got um sorry the last bit from abnahav who says i'm confused about the win-loss records if you look at the win-loss uh, records for the women's division of aew emmy sakura emmy sakura didn't deserve a match when the match was announced she had one-on-one whereas brandy was one and zero Britt baker has a better record and so does um hikaru shida i understand the teacher student relationship but it doesn't go with the win-loss logic what do you guys think about it should aew also focus on stories rather than re- completely relying on the win-loss records that's exactly what i said in the review i always thought it, it didn't make any sense that emmy sakura got the shot above anyone else uh, yeah, I think there is a way to balance stories with the win-loss records. I mean, you're in control of both. It's not like, ah, oh, this person's winning all these matches. We should probably turn that into the storyline. No, you come up with both at the same time. Yeah, completely. Uh, but yeah, I think they've their, their women's division has been an afterthought. I think that's quite clear, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and that's why that Rio... Uh, match didn't make sense from from the wins loss record perspective. Completely agree with you. So, Fergal McClements, long-time fan of the show. Imagine Punk doing the ultimate work and going to AEW while doing the show for Fox. Swerve! That's what I am hoping for quite quite avidly. Anonymous Anonymous. Punk has said he's friends with Renee and would love to work with her. Renee is married to Mox. Mox is very happy at AEW. CM Punk to AEW confirmed. Calm down, Nikki. Uh, Anonymous Anonymous, well, one can dream. Forced by gaming, CM Punk enters at number 30 at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, we talked about that. I think that's that's much more preferable than a Survivor Series return. Scyther, excuse me, Scyther versus everyone. Backstage show is pointless and boring. Analytics on a scripted show, kind of lame. WWE trying to copy AEW. Also, you heard here first, 
Edge returns at the Rumble. Edge has been rumoured to to be making a comeback for a couple of months now. Of course, he he returned at SummerSlam. Was it SummerSlam? Um, yes, it was in SummerSlam. Yeah. <coughs> oh my God, you sit so low. Lewis Whitaker, Punk two Punk two K twenty DLC confirmed. All my love to you both. I love to you back. That's actually a really good shout. Um, but it's not a WWE contract. No, but 2K can always sign a contract with him. Nate drops surname. Yeah, if he, he could be the cover star for 2021, I don't think you'd want to. I don't think he'd want to be attached to 2K20. Oh, but it's it's so good and it completely works. Did you, have you seen that the latest video? The one where Charlotte falls over while trying to do the moonsault. Yeah, oh. but then it still plays the animation without Charlotte. But the other one I saw Terrible. was um, someone in a tables match set up uh, Alistair Black to do the Black Mass. Or I think it was like a running knee strike or something. And the character stands up, uh, the, you know, the, the computer character, and in the process bumps into the table and the table breaks oh. and it ends the match. <laughs> oh my God. Nate drops surname. It's definitely more likely now that there is a WWE in-ring return, even just for a promo. I just absolutely do not see it happening. So it could be an in-ring return but not a wrestling in-ring return. Mm, just for the promo. New Punk rants. Thanks, Ollie. Now all I, all I want is Omega, a.k.a. The Cleaner, a.k.a. Best Bout Machine, a.k.a. One Winged Angel versus CM Punk. Sob emoji. Hashtag dream match. I'd love Punk in AEW. Lovely time with the boys. Hard emoji. Timonu Zumaki. Maybe CM Punk wants to work with Heyman again. Hmm? Oh, I didn't yeah. think of that. Of course, Heyman's got the book on Raw. Nate drops surname. What would you think about CM Punk versus a Fiend match at Mania? I'd like it better than Brock. Promos would be incredible and get Fiend back on track. That's too... That's one of those ones where you don't want either guy to yeah. lose, though. Plus, get Fiend back on track in April. <laughs> He's also just won the title, hasn't he? Yeah, I uh, I think Punk Brock is, is a really good idea. But they've already done it, though. Yeah. In fact, but I haven't seen it. They've already done Punk uh, Wyatt as well. Mm. Um, <coughs> uh, Japanese kanji characters and some Chinese ones. Uh, isn't it a misnomer, misnomer, misnomer to say CM Punk returned to WWE when it's actually a Fox show? His paychecks say Fox, not WWE, I was told. Yeah, but it's for a W... It's... I get that. I But I don't think it's... A, disingenuous to say punk has returned to wwe because it's wwe branding it's renee young it's samoa joe it's booker t it's it's a wwe show that wwe promote and is part of their huge smackdown deal with fox so yeah yeah uh Canale and Probabili. CM Punk returned on Eddie Guerrero's death day and we missed it in the excitement i still miss him deeply can we get an eddie chant no no, I'm joking. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. KML. I can finally have my Shane McMahon versus CM Punk best in the pole match at WrestleMania. Do you know what? I was actually going through my best matches of the year thus far. And I still at this point think Miz versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania is in my top 10 matches. So of much the fun. Year. Dwayne Cooley in a whisper voice. Ollie, Ollie, Ollie. CM Punk returned to the WWE. He returned! He returned! Yes. My lady partner was annoyed. Forged by gaming. Punk and AJ Lee versus Black and Vega. I'd watch that. There's so many things wrong with what you just typed. Firstly, it's Zelina Vega and Andrade, who are the on-screen act. And what, you, you bring Punk back for an intergender match? 
Well, do you know what? Gorilla Position, I love Gorilla Position, but they put out a tweet today that had um, CM Punk and AJ Lee versus Seth and Becky with like a, oh, let's ha- let's make this happen at WrestleMania. And I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. And I, I love Gorilla Position. I love all the lads there. It's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, AJ Lee versus Zelina Vega, though, because Vega played Lee as the stunt double in the Page movie. That's right, yeah. That would be a weird bit of context. Glass frame. I'm not entirely sure how the format of backstage works, but couldn't Punk use the show to bury the parts of the company that annoy him? Yes, he can. That was the whole point, apparently. That's what I'm hoping for, too. But we'll see how long WWE's patience will last with that. I don't, You know, that's a possibility we haven't talked about, that this doesn't go well. Very true. Yes. Actually, that's a bloody good point. I didn't think about that. That within a month, WWE's like, nah. And just but bump then, it. But, but it's a Fox call. So <coughs> do they have enough sway with Fox to say, like, you get rid of him? I I mean, Fo- Fox can't go back on the deal. Like, it's. I, I think fr- from, from stuff we've read about WWE... WWE sign on the dotted line and then treat you like crap for four years and then in the last year be like, oh, it's time for renewal. Yeah. So I can totally see WWE being like, no, no, you can't use him because he's he's saying this about this thing. But it's a Fox decision, though. It's a Fox decision, but Fox don't want to piss off WWE. WWE, of course, I think they want to work nicely together. Yeah. But if you're, okay, but if you're in a Fox position where... The ratings for this show are actually going good, and that's all down to Punk because it's a proven track record that it wasn't doing good before he came. I'm talking like very hypothetical here, but WWE don't want him. Surely Fox can be like, well, no, because the show does badly without him. Yeah. So, yes, he's going to stay on the show. I don't care what you say. He's staying on the show. And WWE are going to be like, no, you take him off the show. And it's just going to be very uh, awkward. Yeah, well, it's going to be very awkward, yeah. And, but yeah. I, I still think he's going to remain on the show because it's a Fox decision, not a WWE one. We'll see. Austin Tussie, I hope he's at the Rumble because I'll be there. You'll have a great night regardless. Exactly. There's the Rumble. And so yeah, let's let's not all out this. <coughs> oh, yeah. Let's not, because when we did all out, we did our live reactions, there was so much negativity at the end of that show because CM Punk didn't return. Because the man that was never advertised to return didn't return, some people got really mad. Yeah. So let's not get really mad at the Royal Rumble if Punk doesn't come out. I'm going to get mad. Uh, Dan Van Sky, he is one of our pledge hammers. He is, indeed. When me and the Pete Rocket. did his video, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a very accomplished singer. Is he really? I'll play you some of his Spotify stuff. Mm. A great way to pick, uh, to bring Punk back to the ring could be having him knock, out, knock on Alistair Black's door and pick a fight with him. What do you guys think? Dan Van Sky. I mean, at least that would be a conclusion to this storyline, which has been going on now for two, three years, I think, at this point. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, you do this. Uh, so from King Rastu, who says, I hate AEW, that's all. Well, it's not for everyone, I guess. Uh, Carlo says, the Scorpio Sky win is a callback from Jericho, uh, the title win promo when he was running down the locker room at Easter Eggs AEW. Yeah, because he did, he went around saying, like, you're not getting a title shot, you're not getting a title shot, you're not getting a title shot. That's a fantastic bit of attention to detail that I didn't pick up on. Um, some WWE, uh, WWE miscellaneous <laughs> Oliver Davis. 
Gazzatola of Rock and Roller said, On Tuesday's live show, Ollie and Luke were wondering where Saxton is, but I didn't watch it till last night. I saw him last Thursday. He's the ring announcer at WWE Live in Brighton. Ah, oh, he's so much more than that. That's a shame. Green Vega Club said, If Mox was still in WWE, he would um, we would have had a Shield member for each brand. Seth in Raw, Dean in NXT, and Roman on SmackDown for Survivor Series. Well, that assumes Dean would be in NXT. Yes, we could have had that. Uh, and Wellu TV, turn! Uh, it wasn't Munich, it was Mannheim. Hawkins has got this. My favourite's winning in Germany. What a year. Oh my god. Maybe they knew Dan was going to be in the audience. Blimey. Um, do you want to, I do, do, do wrestle talk do miscellaneous? Miscellaneous. Come on, all of it. Bradley <laughs> the Wolf. What is the best response to someone that says wrestling is fake? What point would you make to educate them? So my favorite version of this comes from uh, the Attitude Era podcast. Kevin's got a very good anecdote in there when they were watching um, WrestleMania. I can't remember which one it is. It's 20, I want to say it's 23, the one with Edge and Foley, mm. where they did the big hardcore match yeah, yeah. with the spear through the flaming table. And one of the, uh, the housemate that Kevin wasn't li- living with said, oh, why are you watching this? Is this fake? And then that table spot happened. And he said, what do you think that was then? Crate paper, like red fire and <laughs> crate paper going up. No, it's real fire and it's real <coughs> wood. And he fell to the outside and fell through the fire. Of course, it's still real. It's just predetermined. Game of Thrones is fake. Yes, that's my that's my go-to one. It's, uh, well, so, so are movies. So's everything. So, so's, the, so's all the TV shows you watch. So's the news. Oh... Um, Danny Trashman DeVito did Wrestle Talk pull a WWE and drop that spooky storyline? No. Uh, I guess you mean the fiend. No, we wrapped it up. Yeah, the friend. The friend. He's Dave. Dave. He's doing the SmackDown doing reviews the Smackdown every week. Reviews. Has done now for a month or so. Vito Ventura, Ollie, your CM Punk return video was priceless. Now a pledge hammer. Prefer a more wrestling name like Vito the Body Ventura. Not Pet Detective. Oh, but Ooh. he said the Pet Detective one. Now. I'm sorry about you getting Pet Detective. <laughs> Thank you very much for becoming a pledge hammer. Mundi, since Val loves drama, you should have her and Laurie do a Total Divas review every week because they work great together. Love you guys support Wrestle Talk. They did last uh, Friday's show. Mm. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, I think we'll probably do an Impact show before we do Total Divas. Yeah. Uh, King Raster again such a cracking job Ollie really sold the tears give this man an Oscar oh you're uh, crying in the bathtub mm-hmm. oh they, they, that wasn't selling I was genuinely over, overcome with emotion Carlo Morriso look up WCW American Males American Males theme American Males that's a good American punishment for males. you guys love to see it well if uh, one of the pledge hammers suggests it <coughs> you know it's all down to those Patreon pledge hammers they've got to suggest it and then people have got to vote for it to win it's soon and me and Chopper Pete there's one in it it's at the bottom theme as well voice of Jamie I think actually American Males has come up as well in previous polls mm. sorry I didn't mean to interrupt there but it has come up in previous polls thanks for keeping me entertained during revision our pleasure revise for the yeah. stuff but also at the same time I didn't do any revision for any of my GCSEs or A levels <laughs> and I turned out fine Got another Rusev Hey here from Josh, who says, Hi, Luke, and everyone else. I suppose this counts as a Rusev Hey now, and I feel particularly compelled to send this, seems that you've been so complimentary about Manchester recently. Uh, being from Manchester, I've run into Crown Jewel superstar Tyson Fury several wow. times. Other than seeing him at the Gaim? Gaim? Um, I believe it's a him. Oh, him. It's a him. 
he used to come to the bar that I worked at quite a lot. He was always super friendly to everyone working, uh, everyone asking for photos, and would always chat to the staff. Highlights include him showing off us the watch he bought with the winnings from his first big boxing match, him telling us about a weekend he spent in Blackpool, and when he was <laughs> outraged that he had to buy a bottle of water for 10 euros in a bar called Jimmy's in Monaco. I love how in the, you, could, you can say, look at my baller watch, but even people with the most money in the world too much money to handle still resent paying that much money for water because that's ridiculous yeah absolutely uh, unfortunately it falls i was out the sky <laughs> unfortunately i was it's lying around on the floor foolishly too cool to ask for a picture uh, and to the guy who emailed the podcast who was asking for bar recommendations in manchester i would say bunny jackson's liquor store crazy pedros and cane and grain thanks for all the great content keep up the great work that's from josh Thanks, Josh. That sounds, those sound like some good choices. Just going by the names alone. Mm. So go there. Um, we have got an email here <laughs> from uh, Handsome Dave, uh, who said, I just Ooh, left Lucha. A judge of that. Well, he, uh, well, we'll find out, won't we, I suppose. Uh, he is um, Handsome Dave Comedy as well, so... <laughs> Answers himself a bit of comedian. <laughs> um, I just left uh, Lucha Vavoom, a promotion that Ollie would love, since though he doesn't have to admit it in front of a lady person. It's a combination of burlesque and Mexican-style Lucha Libre. That is common with uh, Lucha promotions in, in on these shores. Is it a UK-based one? Uh, I believe this is in the US. Uh, he said, I have the distinct pleasure of having a brief but awesome encounter with Joey Ryan and Ty Valkyrie. Uh, that's right, where, where Loka herself. Uh, I took a, a bit of an early break as I was at the show alone and the lady couple I'd struck a friendship up with and grown tired of my company. I came out to, <laughs> I came out to Joey and Ty... I came out to Joey and Tyre with packed bags, collecting checks and remaining merch from the tables. Without realising it, I'd interrupted an important bit of business. I'd reached out for a high five and told Joey congrats on the impact deal. He absentmindedly uh, let high fives and said thanks without even making eye contact. Tyre gave me a brief hi and returned to her business talk. Then rushed Joey along and stopped missed their flight. It's a great show and I suggest any other wrestling swafters in the Los Angeles area to attend the next Lucha Vavoom. I love the two of them, even though they're on autopilot between gigs and took a uh, brief second to acknowledge my heavy intoxicated self and make even a tiny fan experience awesome even though i later realized i was messing with important work uh included a couple of pictures of the show one to make ollie do a face and the others to confirm i was there so here these are, are the pictures here are the pictures there's one there of uh pentagon oh, jr it's blurry yeah that's pentagon jr and there is a, a a burlesque dancer she's got a thong on and probably something covering her nipples and there, I'm guessing, is There's Joey, Joey Ryan with Tyre. There's Joey again. More Joey. Oh, no, there's someone diving. Great. Those are cool. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, Lucha Vavoom's website now. It does seem a lot of fun. Look at all this stuff. It's a big, uh, it's a big venue as well. They've got some... Because my lady partner works in circus. Mm. There are, you know, there's hula hoopists there. There's aerial hoop. Uh, look at that. That's some. I believe that's called. Oh no, that's. They've got roller skaters. What? An often overlooked feature of circus. Mm, is it really? <coughs> yeah, you get roller skaters. In fact, um, well, r roller skating and ice skating are actually you know, very, very similar, and they both feature in circus. It's kind of more of a modern circus thing. But to the extent where Cirque du Soleil, their next show in the UK, which I believe is up in Birmingham in April time is a circus ice skating combo show. Wow. Yeah. 
So you're going to be like, people are going to be ice skating around the ice and then they're going to be lifted up and they're going to do some circus stuff. And I said, what's the point of that? It's like, we'll just do one. Yeah. But apparently the, the appeal in that kind of over the top, we've got too much money, cult, we think we're cultured way. <laughs> is it makes it more dangerous because you fall onto a block of ice. I'm like, yeah, that is dangerous. How's that different to falling on the solid ground? Because it's colder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always remember like when I went uh, ice skating with uh, for a friend's birthday, um, you know, when you're at school, there's a sort of thing you did for your birthday. Yeah. Um, I always remember the one of the people that was sort of like, hey, you know, here's your skates and that's. Uh, safety warning when you get out there if you do fall down uh, the first thing you need to do is take your hands off oh yeah pick your hands up put them onto yourself uh, and you know just and make sure no one is around you before you try and pick yourself back up because people might slice your fingers off and ever since then I'm like I'm never going ice skating again <laughs> I don't want to lose my fingers yeah and I I kind of it's it's actually an irrational fear of mine and I rational fear I would say but it's specifically my fingers mm. Like or like my hand, and I think that has stemmed from. Do you ever watch ER? No. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a later season of ER uh, when the doctor who is the baddie from RoboCop, the one who gets covered in the uh, toxic waste yes. and comes up being like, and then gets hit by the car. He um he gets his arm chopped off by a heli uh, a helicopter rotor. Whoa. Uh, and I've always remembered well, that he visual. Puts his, his arm up. How? Yeah, I think the the, the helicopter sort of spins around. It's like it's. It's crashed and it's still spinning or something, and he just didn't see it there, and it just and it chops his arm off. I can't quite remember. I just remember the visual of his arm being taken off, and ever since then, a I've had this fear of of losing a limb, but b of helicopters. I yeah. will not get into a helicopter. And my wife has often said, "Do you want to take? If we go to this place, we want to do like a helicopter tour How over." Like, often are you near? But uh, well, we, when you're watching travel shows, yeah, people often get into helicopters and wow. and get, you know, get and my wife would say, "Like, would you do that?" I'm like, "Absolutely not, 100 percent no." She's like, "Not even over <coughs> like you know the Grand Canyon or something." Like, nope, absolutely. There is no way you're getting me into a helicopter. What about a jetpack? That's different. It hasn't got rotor blades. So it's it's not the height because I probably won't get in the helicopter over the Grand Canyon because of the plummet. Well, yeah, and that you got motion sickness playing Mario Kart. Yes. <laughs> so you you would. So that's where I, that's why I wouldn't do that thing. Yeah, but no. I also wouldn't get in a jetpack to do it. <laughs> no, mine is. But you would get in a jetpack unless the jetpack was propelled by spinning blades. Hey, that's exactly it. Blades that go fast enough that it would chop a limb off. What about when people get really good at nunchucks? But that's not going to take my limb off oh, unless they know. unless you know the nunchucks were made of razor, razor blades. blades. What if? Yeah. So. What if that happened? <laughs> well, then I don't think I'd get into a fight with that person. You wouldn't go near it? No, not really, no. I mean, to be honest, if there was someone who was really good at nunchucks that were made of razor blades, I'm not sure I'm just going to approach them. You know, what am I going to approach them to ask? Okay, so it's it's Luchasaurus. It's his new gimmick. He's totally friendly. He loves you. You're best friends. Mm-hmm. And he's like, come on, let me give you a piggyback. But but he he wants to practice. With the, the razor blade nunchucks. Absolutely not. He's in full control. But it sounds it's so, not going to go sounds, anywhere near It sounds too dangerous. No, no, no. It's safe. It, but it, well, yeah, you I say that. I guarantee you, in this hypothetical situation, you're safe. But w- would your rational fear stop you from going anywhere near it? Absolutely, it would. What if Lu- it would hurt Luchasaurus's feelings <laughs> if you didn't... I would tell him, the, I'd tell him the ER story. 
And then I'm sure, because he's such a cool guy, he would be like, I remember that episode very well. He'd actually probably remember it better than I do and could explain to me how it actually happened. I'd be like, that's right, that's it, that is what happened. And then we would joke about ER and probably just talk about that. Then we would probably sit down, watch a couple of episodes of ER, and then decide to start a podcast where we review every episode of it. And it's Luke and Lukechosaurus reviews ER. Lukechosaurus. Yeah. But in this hypothetical situation, which is pretty generic... He would never be your friend again if he didn't. If you didn't get on his back, I'm trying to. I'm trying to help you overcome your fear. No, I know. But well, okay. Well, here's the thing: is because you, you nunchucks. guaranteed that I'm not going to get hurt. So in your hypothetical situation, I there's a ninety-five percent. Well, now there's a di- now you're moving the goalposts, and now it's a different scenario. So what 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 percentage are you comfortable with? A hundred. 99. No, 100. Luchasaurus is crying (laughs) dinosaur tears. You know, he's got that big beard. Yeah. His makeup's running into the beard. I am. Because of you. I share. Because you're too scared to get on a man's back who's experimenting with razor blade nunchucks. I um I shared our our, uh, Luchasaurus (laughs) conversation from the podcast yesterday. I saw. um, In the vain hope that Luchasaurus would hear it and, and, re- and reply or even just the, the you know just a like nothing I was, I was actually I was kind of upset you want to like Chosaurus <laughs> that's what I was after uh, I know yeah. I know I, I felt the same thing when I saw you put that post up on Twitter I was like oh, oh. you tagged him in it didn't you yeah oh. Oh, it hurts even more because I tagged him which basically means I was asking for him to, to respond yeah because you even chopped out we, we spoke about him in two different bits and you put those two bits together. Yeah. Aside from the fact that Twitter will only allowed two minutes and 20 seconds yeah. of, of video clip. I had to actually cut various bits and pieces up. Um, oh, before we get out of here, one last thing to uh, talk about before we uh, go. And one thing I certainly probably will be doing this weekend. I certainly will be on the way home. New series of The Toys That Made Us Ooh. Uh, is now on Netflix. I've just watched the first episode <coughs> of it on my lunch break today. Was, uh, oh really? Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and Do you like them? Are they is that a thing? Ah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're okay. Um, it's just one of my favourite franchises of all time. <laughs> it's um, but it's funny because like someone. So this series is it's TMNT, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, oh. WWF, really, and My Little Pony. Oh. And someone messaged me saying like My Little Pony. Wow, they know their audience. And I actually I was going to reply being like that's the episode I'm most excited for. Because the other three, I already know. Like, I know that story. Like, the TMNT story, I've heard that a thousand times. I've read it in a thousand books. I've watched a thousand YouTube documentaries. I've watched a thousand made movies about the history of TMNT. I know that story. However, the final five minutes of it nearly brought a tear to my eye. Was it news? Was there anything in there? It was something I've never seen before. And it's something they've done specifically for this show. Oh, cool. And it was like, I nearly did get totes emotion with, with a tear in my eye, as Ric Flair once famously said. I, I bet you don't know this about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they were actually created. Their origin story is the same as the Hulk's. <laughs> it's a parody of comics. Yeah. And it's, in particular, it's a parody of, of, the Hulk. of, of Marvel well, and Daredevil. Of the Hulk. Because it was that nuclear bomb blast that infected all the sewers. 
And that's how they got their powers. They got their powers from mutagen. No, no, no. It's, it's, but that stuff came from the nuclear blast. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole thing is a parody of Daredevil, in particular because it was um, Eastman's favourite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get annoyed enough. Anyway, go check out, um, go check out Toys That Made Us. It's a very, very good series. I really enjoyed the, the He-Man episode in particular. Um, and what was the really good one? G.I. Joe's a really good one. Uh, just because we've got like a minute to kill before your video's done processing. But you say that though, but like we haven't really got, <coughs> I mean, I've got to try and watch it, which is, yeah, I think, and I've also got to try and reply to those comments before we go live. I think we'll just have to say, hey gang, the video is delayed. We'll reply to all the comments in an hour's time. Me and you will double team it. Yeah. Um, but I, I watched uh, Surviving R. Kelly's first episode last night. <gasps> Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's some dark... Uh, that's, that, that's, yeah. It's like yeah. I've, I've not watched Finding Neverland yet. And the reason why I've not watched it, although I did record it, is because Laurie said it is the least fun time uh, in watching a TV show. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Because I know what he did. Allegedly. Allegedly. Do I need to watch a documentary about it when I could instead watch Hip Hop Evolution? Mm. Which I've now finished, by the way. I've watched all three seasons. Oh, you massively overtook me. Yeah, I've watched all three seasons. It is terrific. Mm. But how was Surviving R. Kelly apart from harrowing? You know what? As an actual documentary, I thought it was pretty shoddy and not up to Netflix standards. I think it was made for network TV uh, and then brought over. Yeah. And but, Network TV is full of pap. Yeah. But the story. Oi. Oi. But it could also have been uh, an hour to 90 minutes long. It's four <laughs> one hour episodes. Oh, no. That's. You see, that screams Netflix to me. Yeah. Do you remember, like, when Netflix, when they first came out, they had that stupid rule that everything had to be 13 episodes. Like, mm. that was their thing. It was like, Netflix's thing is that every series has to be 13 episodes until too many filmmakers were like, there's, this is a very silly way of making a TV show because you end up with a lot of padding. And the first series of Making a Murderer, which was really good, but also did not need to be 13 episodes of one-hour documentaries. It did not need to be 13 hours long. I, and, and the similar thing, I'm not sure this needs to be four hours long. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't want to you know, do anyone down in terms of the, the victims of the abuse, but... As a viewer, just, just an hour to 90 minutes. <laughs> Condense it down. Yeah. Anyway, right. Should we, uh, should we get out of here then? Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Pete and Dave will be back tomorrow with the Smackdown review. Um, and then uh, Ollie and I will be back with the Raw review on Tuesday. We'll have AEW and NXT on Thursday. And you know what it is next week? Oh, God, Survivor Series, isn't it's it? It's Survivor Series. So we'll have Survivor Series predictions. NXT and Takeover. NXT War Game predictions oh. as well. Um, so a lot of content going up next week. So, you know, give, Too us, much a, content. give us a rating in and review opinion. in iTunes and all that good, Gubbins. Uh, but until then, have a great weekend. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.